Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's been a while. What's up, weaves and casuals alike? We are Baka and Company. We're here to provide you with a deep dive into all the random anime shows and movies, new and old, interesting and bad, that you should know about. On today's show, we have myself, the king of trash pandas, Drew Tendo 64, the Tanuki Treat, Frank Furter. Thanks, Frank. I realized that didn't come through in <laughs> audio because I had my microphone off, but I like slapped my chest, so there you go. Okay, cool. And the stage of shape-shifting, it's magically average. I'm here. He's stroking his figure right now. I am. And it's a man. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Today we're talking about Pom Poco from Studio Ghibli, uh, also known as Heisei Tanuki Geisen, Pom Poco, or little translation, Heisen Era Raccoon Dog War, Pom Poco. Um... Yeah, very interesting title. Uh, it was a 1994 Japanese animated film written and directed by Iseo Takahata and by Studio Ghibli uh, for Takuma Shoten, uh, Nippon Television Network, and Haku Hodo, and distributed by Toho. So that's all the, those kind of uh, credits there. Uh, I wanted to dive in a little quick here. Uh, it's the first official week of summer. How's everyone Hooray. doing? It's hot as balls. Yeah, I was gonna say Frank's melting where he's at. Oh, I think, no. yeah, I think Frank's actually Frank actually might be suffering from melt syndrome, which is just luckily, everything is melting around him. Luckily, it rained today, so it went from like a hundred degrees feels like a hundred and ten to eighty four feels like ninety. Oh, and it is eight p.m. right now, so it's it's ninety degrees at eight p.m. It's, it's a hot night. <laughs> That's so crazy. It is it is 75 by me. I it's 9 you. p.m. Yeah, mine's about that. the same. Yeah, that's that's 75 at this time is hot for me. It's a, it's it's warm. It's it's it all, all it's all that 
that global warming and all the humans taking over the land and, and destroying things. Right, Drew? Well, impartial, yes, but also forest fires for oh. my Canadian chums. Yeah, yeah. that too. I was, I, I was trying to segue back into the movie. Uh, you I went, know. You I went know. real world and it got real dark and now I'm sad. <laughs> had, had the perfect segue and Drew's just like, skirt, yeah. no, back. Drew, <laughs> Drew hopped on his segue and fell right into the ocean. I wish I had a segue. Um, directed you would by wish you had a segue. <laughs> directed by Iseo Takahata, who was also the musical director for Kiki's Delivery Service, a producer on Castle in the Sky, and his original directorial debut for Ghibli uh, was on Grave of the Fireflies. If you want to watch that and cry your heart out, go for it. Um, you know who Ghibli is. We don't need to dance around that. Dive into that, and if you don't, start with Pompoko. It can only go up from here. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Also, Drew, well, unless Drew, you, you start with some of the later ones, you, you haven't been around lately, but um, we're inclusive on the channel now, so we say Ghibli or Ghibli. Oh, we do, we do Ghibli. say that every time. We say Ghibli okay, or Ghibli. I, I grew up saying Ghibli, and I grew I, up saying Ghibli. Okay, get your jibs, get your gibs, <laughs> gibs and jibs and <laughs> jabs. All the yeah, above. but it's not gabbly. So it's jabbly. That studio jabbly, Shay. <laughs> I was like, why did you turn like 50s newscaster? Extra, extra. I don't know. Anyway. Watch out for Hitler. He's a bad egg. <laughs> or the raccoons. They'll, uh, they'll trick you. Yeah. So are giving uh, them food. <laughs> the story know. begins in 1960s Japan when a group of Tanuki are threatened by a gigantic suburban development project called Nutama. Uh, and essentially they live in the Tama Hills, which is on the outskirts of Tokyo. So at this time, uh, in real, in real world things, uh, Japan was just creating subdivisions and cities, like bulldozing whatever land they could buy. And there you go. You had a town in the span of years, essentially. Um, pretty much what's happening here is the, it's Fern Gully, but with raccoons. Uh, the story, uh, resumes early in the nineties, uh, where, these um, raccoons are, they got magic, right? They start transforming. And in order <laughs> to see who's dominant and who's going to get the most food, they Bro, decide. <laughs> I have not heard of Fern Gully in a goddamn <laughs> It is like Fern Gully. Oh my God. Oh my God. It is like Fern Gully. Where's Tim Curry? Uh, yeah, he's replaced right. by J.K. Simmons in this one. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I like I, I Oh, did you watch the English one? Yeah, I did. Oh, it's I wild. watched the Japanese one. Oh, Japanese one was crazy. Wild. I watched the English one as well. It was wild, but also it took me like 10 minutes because at the beginning, it sounds like the narrator is like they have the narrator and it's like this yep. person talking. I was like, cool. It sounds like Eugene Levy, and then like ten minutes into the movie, it pivots to like another voice. I'm like, who the fuck is who is actually voicing this? And I had to look it up. I don't actually remember who it is. I Spoiler haven't. alert: it's not Eugene Levy. I would have loved it if it was Eugene Levy. This movie narrated by Eugene Levy. I mean, fucking, it would have been better. Fantastic. It's not. It's not that surprising. Like Liam Neeson is in Ponyo. So it's uh. Maurice There's been crazier things. <laughs> It's Maurice LaMarche. Oh my He's... God, is Maurice LaMarche? Yeah. yeah. It was great still, but I like for a well, second, guys, I thought it was... Uh, you guys know who Maurice fucking... LaMarche is, right? 
the brain from Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, he's the brain. He's voices like half the characters on Futurama. If you ever hear mm-hmm. one of those disgusting like barf noises on Futurama, that's him. He's, he's also incredible. Uh, hedonism bot right yes he's hedonism bot yeah yes yeah. <laughs> he's hedonism bot he's kiff croaker um he's god he's so many freaking characters i love marisa marsh you that's wanna, crazy i want to watch the english even one better what? you want to know something even better the the raccoon that's obsessed with going to war like the leader or whatever ganto Gan- yeah yeah Gonta. Uh, uh, yeah, he whatever. is voiced by the same voice actor of mr krabs no yeah, Clancy yes. Brown. Clancy, yes. what, what is going on? Yeah. No, like the the fucking U.S. like voice acting for this because it was uh, they didn't translate until 2005. I read a little bit about it uh, when Disney got all of like the rights for distribution. They mm-hmm. Disney did the dub for it because it previously wasn't, and yeah, they just have a stacked fucking cast That's for crazy. this English dub. It's insane. That's crazy. Well. Yeah, we got derailed for a bit, but no, um... no, I'll 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 go into a little bit more with the voice credits. So we also yeah. have Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Shokuichi, um, Tress McNeil or Agnes Skinner as some of you know her as as Oruko. Tress McNeil uh, isn't wait doesn't she she voices? Isn't it Lana? No, not what the fuck am I she's saying? She's Dot in the Animaniacs. Yeah, Dot. Okay, so she's yeah. Dot. Um. Who the fuck else does she voice? She voices characters on Futurama too. Jesus. Yeah. It's I'd, I I'd get confused if I close my eyes and watch Pompoko in English. I'd think I'm watching a Futurama episode. Or uh, Bunta is voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. Okay, not familiar by name. Okay, well Kevin Michael Richardson is. Bear with me. He is. Uh, oh, Drew. Oh, that's the fuck. I, I'm getting blue balls he's, here. Spit he's it captain, out. Hold on. He's Spit Captain Gontu on Lilo and Stitch. Okay. The big shark guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know, I know. Again, recognizable voice, but not by name. So, continue. Okay. The only other recognizable name in this that you would know from the bat would be J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah J.K. Simmons. It's, it's, yeah. it's a Michigan guy. Well, I think he went uh, John to... DiMaggio's in it, too. So John DiMaggio's in it. Yeah, Bender. Bender. <laughs> and Jake the dog. Yeah, and... so it's all over the place. Like they 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 did a really good job with the dub cast for some reason. King and Zog it's... from Disenchantment. Shout out Disenchantment <laughs> fans out there. All three of you. Oh, um... we like <laughs> and we like Disenchantment very much, I'll have you know. <laughs> you sussy baka. Um so pretty much what's happening here is uh, they band together. They have this weird shape-shifting fight where they all start turning into samurai, which I found was really funny. So when they're really um, enraged or they have a lot of, I just want to say energy, because I guess that's what it translates into, they're able to shape-shift and take more powerful forms. But anytime they get injured or they feel depressed, they turn into like 1940s noodle arm cartoons. They turn into like jelly creatures. And that's also they just, hilarious because yeah. they all just keep getting bonked in the head and their animation goes down to like 30 frames. It's great. And so basically what ends up happening, they have to band together. They realize they're living in a limited uh, living space. Food's decreasing every year. Uh, and they they come to an agreement that they're going to make a five-year plan to like overthrow the humans. 
get back their land. And during that five-year plan, they're encouraged not to have babies because more babies equals more mouths, less food. And um, yeah, I'll leave it there. So uh, we'll start with Frank. Frank, what were your like top level thoughts? thoughts? Yeah, top level. top level thoughts. It was fine. Um, I didn't grow up with this movie, so I think my tolerance for Jib- I I think if I did not grow up with the movie for Ghibli wise, um, I think the further that I've gotten older, not necessarily the less appreciative I am because I still think like the art and music and everything is great, but the less tolerable I am for the story and how Ghibli stories are told. This one is a bit because I think it's a, it's not Miyazaki. I think that the story is a bit more concrete and it knows what it wants to do, but it's still so open form. And that's like a big problem with a lot of Ghibli movies. Like I, for all intents and purposes, I love Ghibli Ghibli, but I, as I've gotten older, I've noticed how free form their movies are and how wandering the plot can be. And it was kind of like that in this as well. Like you sent people off to another Island, you came back or you didn't come back. And like, it, it kind of like introduced characters all willy nilly and just it was okay. It wasn't the greatest. It has its faults, but the message that it tells is a good message. It's it's still relevant to this day for being a film that was created in 1995. And and the one thing that I wanted to point out that you kind of touched on there is how fluid they were with the story. Um, just one of my top level concerns was. Uh, mid to the end of the movie without spoilers is uh, I felt that the movie didn't know when to to conclude itself like you yeah, thought that's, that's you thought something was happening and it's like all right this big event happens they're gonna slowly pan away and be like and they lived happily ever after or their environment was destroyed and they were never seen again but it, it got to those points where you're like oh okay we're ready to wrap up no just getting another 30 minutes yeah, and that's that's one of the big problems that Ghibli Ghibli movies have is like their endings are like so how do we get there or where do we stop because multiple movies could just have multiple endings and then they just keep going with it. So I think that this one was a bit too long. It was what 2 hours if not a little less. It definitely could have trimmed some of the fat out of this and it, it was a bit bloated for my liking. Magically average, yeah. yeah magically average. Where are your thoughts? Same, different. No, mine are fairly the same. Um, I appreciate the message. I think it's an interesting take. I, for to go like into a little bit about the Tanuki stuff, like I believe through just very minor research and also understanding some other old school like old history tales that were told in japan like tanukis have always been like these mythical creatures on par with foxes and cats like they say in the film but it is strange to see a whole movie done with raccoons and flying around with their nutsacks hanging out and then using their big balls to pounce on people like yeah it's a little odd sometimes you forget the messages like industrialization and you know globalization (laughs) and you know, trying to conserve the environment and things like that when you're just, you know, you got a screen full of nutsack. Uh, but it, it, to what Frank was saying though, like I appreciate Ghibli films, Ghibli films for 
the message they're trying to convey, but the manner in which it's told sometimes can be lost with how fantastical the actual spectacle is. And I think this is the case here where, like, at the beginning, it was really obvious. You're like, okay, humans are coming in, and they're building this big city, and they're destroying the forests, and they're not replanting trees, and they're they're basically taking away land to build up these giant buildings. They're not... They're not thinking of nature, so these raccoons band together and try to fight against the humans, to which they kill multiple. Can we talk oh, about yeah. that for, like, one split second? I'm gonna Actual go on a, murder. A, a very, like, quick tangent. They, like, throw a party, and I'm like, they for sure killed a couple of humans, right? And then sure as shit, the moment after I have this thought, they're watching the TV because, you know, raccoons know how to operate a TV. They found one on the street and set it up in their little their little temple. Honey, I don't and think we should dump this TV here. No, it's fine. It's the just an empty shrine. Who, the yeah, raccoons will take it. The raccoon. What do you What do you think? A raccoon's gonna go and use an it? Offering to the raccoons. But they like, yeah. The moment after I have this thought, there's like a news report. It's like several hum- people have died and or were severely injured at this <laughs> site. And I'm like, well, there you have it. And these little fuckers are just dancing, having a merry old time. So yeah, the very... I'm like, holy crap. The very beginning of the movie almost felt like a nature documentary to yeah. me. Like a little bit yeah, of a nature I mean, doc with a history doc of like a fairy tale history doc of like Tanukis. So it's just kind of weird when it goes from that to just like kill the humans. <laughs> well, and that's what I was going to get at too with how it becomes more like very fantasy based and the message sort of starts to get harder and harder to see because like. Right. At the beginning, it's very much like almost like a documentary, like you said. But then we're, we get into like, OK, they can they can shapeshift, which is what's been told throughout centuries and centuries in Japan. You see it throughout a lot of different um, temples, but then also like they're in through Rakugo, which is like the, the Japanese storytelling. There's an anime that came out one or two seasons ago called My Master Has No Tale. That's kind of based around that about how the Tanukis need to spend for themselves so they, they shapeshift as humans and then they tr- they're trying to like bamboozle them but then one gets caught and then wants to become a Rakugo instead. A Rakugoka, excuse me. Um, so like that part is interesting too. You're like, okay, you're getting into the myth and fantasy behind the Tanukis. And then, yeah, you get into like the murder stuff and you're like, okay, back to nature and defending <laughs> the environment. Cool. Got it. And then it's like, okay, now we can't fuck each other. And they get really into the whole, like, the chastity thing. Like, we have to be chast for one another because we don't have enough. And they're like, oh, but I can't resist you. And then you just, like, you're like, okay. And then they have babies. You're like, whoa, all right, awesome. And then it's back to murdering. You're like, Jesus. And then it changes completely. And they're like, we're going to goblin this thing up. We're going to go goblin mode. Which is actually what they say. They're like, we're going to do goblin stuff. I don't know what the actual translation was in English, but when they try to scare the humans and play pranks on them, it's called goblining. They do oh, goblin stuff. I think stuff. it was like pretending to be ghosts. Yeah, ah. that's kind of what they said. They're like, we're going to throw a ghost party. And... Yeah, no, it's goblin. Yeah, because when <laughs> they watching... throw the parade, like the yeah. big parade, they yeah. call it a ghost parade. Yeah, in, in the watching in. Uh, the subtitled version it is goblin parade um fantastic but but that's where i was getting at so like at the end they're like they get these elders that come in they're like we've been 
at this temple for hundreds and hundreds of years and we scare the bejesus out of humans we'll teach you how and they do this giant parade and then everyone thinks it's made up because a amusement park comes out yeah and a little amusement park comes out and says oh we we did this we have the technology in the 1970s to do this yes absolutely don't mind the fact that we invaded some homes and you know actually might have hurt people in doing so <laughs> but we did that, this that whole scene was really weird in english because the english voice actor i think it was like maybe a direction he was given paused so many times between different words and stuttered and like but it was like really slow stuttering like something yeah. like he was like i it was it was us yes yeah, well because in the like the Japanese version, he's very well put together, even though he's supposed to be kind of flustered. He says everything like perfectly and really quickly. So I'm oh, assuming yeah. it was just like a weird, yeah. He was just very slow and like it was. We were behind it. Yes, us. Yeah. And this conversation. This conversation is perfect because it leads to my greater point, which is the fact that this movie kept spiraling in different directions. That by the very end. You, like the the one Tanuki like looks at the screen and gets all serious and is like, "We're still alive, we're here. Don't forget oh, us." Homes aren't goodbye. And I'm like, Jesus, what a cryptic message you just brought us. Thank you, fat raccoon child, <laughs> ruining my day. Yeah, uh, but um, it's like it's like Jesus. <laughs> like I I wish it would have ended forty minutes ago because it would have been a fine ending with like, even if it was dark. I mean, it's not. It's not against Studio Ghibli with the raccoons fucking. Yeah, or that. Yeah, whatever. That happy ending. Yeah, could have been happy. Could have been sad. Could have been like I don't know. It does. It could have been anything other than what they did because it just seemed like they kept putting more and more and more into it. And then when they finally realized, like, oh shit, what the hell are we doing again? At the very end, they're like, let's just put out this random like PSA on how you know the environment is still important and we need to keep care of animals or some shit i don't know just make a make a raccoon say that and then have them frolic off into the distance and that's how it ends yeah there's a couple notes i had written to uh so like as as every ghibli uh film has they have really good food and i even wrote how does the food look good it's actually trash and when they were eating the hamburgers that they stole well, they, they didn't. They, they didn't. We don't know if they stole them. They could have purchased them, but they were doing research on the humans, so they yes. went out and bought McDonald's hamburgers. Which I need a date. I, I need a date stamp though on when when all this occurred because it they, at the beginning of the movie they say it's the 1960s, right? And we but assume it says 1995, and then it jumps, and then it jumps to the 90s, I believe. Yeah. Does it jump That's... all the way 30? Oh yeah. yeah, I guess Pompoco, and they're like they keep saying Pompoco. That's another thing they never explain in well, obviously because there's no like literal translation, I would assume. But they like Pompoco. It's like the year Pompoco 33, and I'm like, the fuck is Pompoco? What is so, this? I don't. I don't know what the year is, but according to the research that I did, aka the Wikipedia, uh, Pompoco is the sound that the sound of the tanuki banging on their bellies. It's the sound that their bellies make when they pound like drum on their bellies. Pompoco, that is like Pompoco is the sound when they drum on their bellies, and that's what it is. 
I don't know but, why they say the year of Pom, like Pom Poco 33 or whatever, but... 33 years I since they discovered how to do it? I don't know. Yeah, or 33 years since the humans invaded is what I assume. Oh, since yeah. they were... Or no, is it because of the year of the when the that war started between the two clans? Whatever, it, does, oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. I, I don't care much. But anyway, I need a date stamp though on when McDonald's made it to Japan because I didn't think it was until like... I'll look it up. The like the early two thousands, I thought I could be totally wrong. No, I I don't know. I thought it was the nineties, even Maybe. even mid mid to early. But Maybe. um, a couple of my other notes were too. I've got was, a year uh, real quick. Okay, yeah, go for it. Nineteen seventy one. Oh wow. Oh, wow! All right, way earlier. Yeah, for some reason, They're they're an not establishment did not begin advertising until nineteen seventy three. Okay. Oh. Interesting. So. There you go. Well, we're sorry, Japan, for infiltrating your country with um, shit food. Our, delicious, yeah. delicious however, French fries. However, I will say they have made it infinitely better. I've had McDonald's a number of times in Japan, and wow, they uh, they definitely they definitely uh, follow their own rules, and they don't use the grade E beef or whatever you use here in the U.S. You know, you I, like and I will say though, hooves. yeah, that I will say though, this is a McDonald's tangent now, and I don't mind this. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a McDonald's podcast. Yeah, uh, in, in, in your fun. paper country, uh, Drew Tendo sixty four, your McDonald's are actually much better than that they are uh, in the United States. Um, yeah, um, yeah, actually, a young two D uh, pencil crayon Drew Tendo worked for McDonald's and. That's why I learned like all the suppliers and stuff. So like uh, the beef in Canada is certified certified grade A beef. Um, and the ongoing joke was that no, that's just the company who makes it was called certified grade A beef. Um, <laughs> but as I worked there longer, I had access to different manuals and training, and I actually found the supplier, and it's like a very reputable supplier. So I was like, oh my god, like, and we actually had a. Um, a heavy uh they did heavy weightlifting for the olympics one of the olympians worked as a manager at a mcdonald's uh like in our area Hot damn. and all she all she ate was uh quarter pounder patties god like, damn. damn yeah yeah she yeah. was a beast it was the crazy. only the only people that are competing uh eating that are eating mcdonald's in the united states are competing for early deaths so that's womp womp. yeah that's about it here Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The well, hot on, a, on, a, on a happier <laughs> tangent, <laughs> um, 
You guys, uh, how about the, the master who tries to teach them a lesson by letting them sit on his ball sack when is they're he, on the big I, red I, carpet? Yeah, is he eat? also the one that goes crazy and becomes like a cult, dance cult leader? I can't no, remember if that was him. That's, no, it was that's the other one. master. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's the um, one that, doesn't he have like a, he's just, he has a medical episode and, and the, dies. Yeah. No, okay. it's no. I thought that was the other one. I didn't think that was the. Oh um, no, it is. Yeah, because you know it's right. You're right. It is him because he comes to train them and he wants them to be like less gullible, right? I don't know. There's don't know. so many. I forget. Something so like many. that are tough and... up essentially because yeah. like he's saying like, oh my neck of the woods. This they you know you would scare them and then they'd give you offerings. No, that's and... a, yeah. that's a different one still. Are you talking? Oh, well. the crazy dance one. There was three masters that traveled in sorry traveled in they flew on their nut sacks and no, they then flew in a boat they flew in a boat you're right made and of then made of no it was a regular sacks. boat you don't know that did you taste a regular it regular sack boat yeah um and dressed up like grandpas that uh lived their high life in the 70s yes which is wonderful they were all like yeah. mini master roshis yeah and one was like the the very nice happy grandpa one was the mean asshole grandpa and one was the psychotic grandpa and the mean asshole grandpa was the one that died yeah and using a, all his spirit energy yeah to i don't know do some ninjutsu, whatever bullshit the the ghost parade yeah yeah goblin the it's other, goblin the other... parade Gabagool. how about that that's a different parade the best of both worlds no I don't want Gabagool. The Gabagool parade. <laughs> no, my last. Watch out! I don't want it. Um, my last two notes are: um, there's one point where they're transforming, and they all do like a common rider henshin transformation pose. So they all like touch their stomachs, they cross one arm to the right, and then they raise another arm over their head and do like a a pose, and then they transform. Fusion. Yeah. And then uh, my other comment was: there's the funeral for that master, right? And it reminded yeah. me of the uh, Land of the Lustrious, where they have that cloud of enemies come down, and they're all shooting arrows and stuff. Spoiler alert: Tyler wasn't here for that. I know. Yeah, I wasn't here for but that. But you have, but you haven't seen it. You haven't watched Land of the Lustrious. Spoiler, spoiler alert: Apparently, my name is Tyler now. Sorry, oh, magically you, average. Um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know. I'm like the amount of times I just say your name and just podcast. Just always doxing me. Yep. Um. I wanted to talk a little bit more about the transformation stuff because yeah, I I find it really interesting. I I love I love the the idea that these raccoons because they're so shifty and they're so they're like little ninjas basically that they have that capability to shape shift and change form and do all that fun stuff and. The one thing that pissed me off the most, though, is that they just kept using this as a throw-off, but they're like, some can't. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? They're like, well, so just some can't. How come? Do they not have enough chakra? Are there? Do they not have their soul points aligned? No, they just can't. They're just raccoon Cool. Dogs. Got it. Fun stuff. Because it, it ends up being a big plot point in the movie at one point. Well, 
it uh, across a number of plot points i would say uh yeah that like they're trying to determine okay are we just gonna leave actually no i i scratched that this is the biggest plot point in the movie because at the very end when the goblin parade doesn't work and they're like well fuck what are we gonna do do we start killing do we just run for our lives what's the plan they they're like you know what we have to either join the humans or get eradicated by them. And then they're like, well, let's do the better of the two and just kind of survive on our own in any way we can. But how do we keep care of the ones that can't transform? I know. Let's send them out on the death boat. The boat that no, no, they... No. So the death boat was the crazy old 990-year-old or 999-year-old Tanuki who went fucking senile and he was just like, come followers, let's go dance on this boat into Mordor. I thought, but they were also the ones that couldn't transform, though. Not all of them couldn't transform. Yeah, it was like some of. Okay. Like it was a, so a, mix it was just a match. group of Tanuki that just went crazy <laughs> either, after the parade. Phase. Either I had a stroke at that before that point, or I just got really bored and wasn't paying attention because watching the subtitled version, at no point do they mention that this dude created a mini cult within the, the group and went off to the boat. The way it was described in the subtitled version was, oh, we split into groups. We split into groups that can't do literal dick for themselves. And then people, the Tanukis that can do something for themselves. And those that could do something were trying to support each other. But the other ones were like, nah. We're going to go on in the pleasure craft and just fucking off ourselves. And they just rode off into the goddamn nighttime, never to be seen again, except for the one, the narrator goes, and then they died in the mist. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking hell. Yep. Okay. Well, again, yeah. So that's all we learned. Where I, the movie could have ended. Yeah. Well, so, but, but going back to my original question though, is like, why, why would they not, explain because it ends up being a big piece to the story why would they not explain why some of them could not transform because at one point they're like oh you know everyone all tanukis can you know if you're if you're a basic to, to do basic ones you put a little leaf on your head and then you focus and you can transform and then when you get better you don't have to do that and then the really good ones can transform into more like intricate things like humans and then the really really good ones can hold those shapes for a long period of time they don't take the time to go oh the fucking dumbass ones just are stupid and they can't do fuck all so we just if i had to we just if I kick them yes if i had to guess it'd be because they hadn't done it in for so long genetically it just left but they had they had a war with each other and they transformed in the 60s. And yeah, but 30 it doesn't... years for rodents go by and they don't do any of they it. They didn't change at all. In 30 years they their appearances didn't change fuck all. 30 it years. Doesn't mean... And also 30 years is not a long time because that one old senile crazy man was 999 years old. True. So 30 thinking... years is not a very long time. 30 years is like 3 years to them. Okay, but I was thinking, like, how long do raccoons actually, like, last? Because I was thinking, yeah, 30 years. What do raccoons do you see flying in the air with their nutsacks out? You can't use... Them. Every <laughs> single one. I don't want to live in the state that oh. you live in. I already knew I didn't want to, but I for sure as shit don't, don't want to now. Don't want to? No, I don't want to now. I don't like, want to live there. Because um, the shape-shifting thing, and also the... the 
I, I don't know if you guys, this is a side tangent to this whole thing slightly, but I don't know if you guys had the same initial thought, but when the raccoons became an Air Force with their nut sacks and started flying, was your first thought, holy shit, it's just Super Mario from Super Mario 3? 100%. Okay, yeah. good. I'm, I'm glad. Also, real quick, I'm glad. real quick, lifespan of a raccoon is two to three years. That's a North American raccoon. The Japanese raccoon dogs can live for seven to eight years and one lived to 13 in captivity. There you go. And they are different. They are very different. The raccoon dogs are, are much more different than the North American. Yeah, they raccoons. look like dogs with a raccoon face. It looks Thanks. weird. Thanks, Frank Furter. I appreciate yeah. the explanation of a, the difference between a raccoon and a raccoon dog. A raccoon dog has a dog face on the raccoon body. No, it's the opposite. It's a dog. It's a raccoon oh. face on a dog body. If you weren't get here, I wouldn't just, know it. Oh my gosh! Do 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 do. Do 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 all right. I can I can you took me back. I can imagine all the bird museum hallways. The alligator coming up. Yeah, dino skeleton. They're not real. What dinosaurs? Skeletons. Oh, skeletons. Yeah, skeletons. <laughs> I've never said exactly. They were in the Goblin Parade, so obviously they're fake. So, Obligies yeah, I don't know. Animals. This this movie was a lot of things, but what it wasn't was good. I'm I'm sitting on like if we were to do it out of ten, like to me it's a solid six. Like it's it it happened. Yeah, it was it was visually impressive. I have the same problems as you guys. Like I found that the story at points i didn't know what it was doing right and, and that's, and that's of... like if you go back and watch literally almost any studio ghibli ghibli movie that is the problem they all have is they don't know necessarily what the actual story is i would you want to do spirited away next i no. oh wait no i love spirited that... away well we can do porco rosso I oh, love Porco Actually, Porco Rosso, Rosso okay? would be fun. Right, we can watch Porco Rosso. Porco Rosso yeah. is an amazing right. movie. Yes, we just, this just suffers in, the same problem. This but... just in everyone watching and listening. Uh, we're going to just make this a Studio Ghibli <laughs> podcast. Please, no. I mean, it would be Every, fun to do a couple love, of them. I love Every Studio goddamn Ghibli. goddamn week. Yeah. But I do, I do not want to watch fucking Earwick bullshit that came out like four years ago. The 3D movie. Oh, huh? well, we can be picky and choosy. We're not going to watch them all. And yeah, when did we ever, joke. like... Yeah, also Frank, we're not going to make you watch something you don't like. Yeah. yeah. You who would have... ever do that? Who would ever make you watch something that you, they We know, didn't hold your eyes open they know... and say, hey, go watch One Piece. Yeah, what, what type of person would make someone watch something that they know <laughs> the person already has said they don't enjoy? But just constantly pleaded with them to watch. What kind of what? There's no person that would do that to a friend, a good friend, a person that they actually <laughs> like in life. There's no way in which someone would do that. Yeah, I, the, what a monster! Fuck you. Um, <laughs> you enjoyed season three, okay? I did. Um, in case you're wondering what we're talking about, it's Attack on Titan. Um, no. So I I wanted to make one quick point though to yeah. what you said drew and that i i don't i'm starting to stop using animation as an excuse to give something a better grade because i feel like in today's day and age 
And and, and I, I'm going to apply this to Studio Ghibli because I would argue that every single one of their movies, except for the one random 3D one that Frank just mentioned, um, all of their movies are beautiful and they're well orchestrated and the the sound design's wonderful like they're all visually and like appealing um to the point where nowadays like if you were to watch a new age studio ghibli it would have still that same feeling and effect that even something from 1994 would have it's just that's just been their shtick for a while yeah. um so i don't like using animation and like sound design and things like that as a part of a grading nowadays so for me Pompoko. I, I really want to get into that. Oh no! Why? Can I give Pompoko my then, grade first? Then how would you honestly score Demon Slayer? Oh, Demon Slayer. Overall, yeah. Let me get mm-hmm. my Pompoko before we get into this. Um, okay. We can get into that and, after the show. Yeah, and I'm and I'm gonna look at Pompoko too as as its own film and not grouped against like compared only to Studio Ghibli. Ghibli either okay because if, if, I, if it movie. were right just because if it, if i was doing it just to the the studio ghibli ghibli movies that i've seen pompoko would be like a three out of ten for me <laughs> like wow, okay. it's just it it was fun for the beginning and then it got really tiresome and i got kind of okay. bored with it yeah like I, there were... I can see where you're coming from because you're right the later half it's just like what's going on here when is this going to end yeah and there's no real there's no real highs aside from the monster parade and me writing in my notes going this is paprika um <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing that i got excited for so like yeah i gave it a 6 overall because like i i'm always going to do the comparisons but it's not something i personally would like recommend or tell everyone they need to watch because it's going to change their view on the world like if you if you buy the box set of these films and you get all of them, watch it. That's yeah. that's my final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, you bought and, it, you better watch it. Yeah, so I mean, I, I would give it as a movie grade. I'd probably just give it like a five and a half. Okay. Lower end of a five and a half. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, my biggest again, my biggest gripe is that it it there was a lot of points later on at which I was just very bored with it. And I wanted to fast forward, but I knew I would miss something big. It, it would just, there'd be something that would happen that would be big in some way, shape, or form, and whether or not it meant anything to the f- the final conclusion of the movie was to be determined. Sort of like truthfully, if you if you stop the um if you if the movie was up until the point where the two Tanukis left to go find the masters in the two cities that I can't remember the names of, if you take that whole beginning part and then shift it and then it's just the ending sequence, it'd be a pretty good movie. Cause the middle area is when they start just, they're like, okay, what if we do something but bigger? What if you, we do this, but bigger. How about we do what it this we way? People? But bigger. Yeah. It was basically just like, we killed three people. Let's now try killing 10 and then 30 and then they're like okay well no 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 no. let's 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 calm down we've we've kind of tricked two people what if we trick five people and then 20 people and then a whole town of people like it just they kept building and it wasn't entertaining it was just kind of like it was very tedious so i that's just my biggest gripe with it again it's a studio ghibli ghibli people are probably annoyed that we do that but i don't care um film so it was still really appealing to look at 
and the sound design and the music was wonderful. But again, I don't like using those as a crutch to, for grading. So I, yeah, I'm going to stick with my five and a half and move along. I'm going to go right in between y'all at a 5.75 because Ooh. I was going to say five you and a half would. as well. You would be the hot dog between the bun that Drew and I have created. <laughs> yeah, I would. You um, fucking creep. But no, it, it, I mean, from the criticisms that I had at the very beginning of the top thoughts, like it doesn't know what it wants to be until it's like, ah, we're going to break the fourth wall, look at the camera and be like, hey, boys and girls, we're still expanding. We haven't died. Where do you think we are now? The world may never know. Like, Under it's like, your beds. There's, and there's a, so much fat to trim in this movie. Like We didn't even discuss the scene where the fox comes in and tries to bring the tanuki to work for the theme park and literally brings him to like a fox strip club or like a... Yep. a it was like a brothel. Red, a brothel, yeah. I yeah. couldn't think of the word. Thank you. you um, like We didn't even touch upon that. Like This movie was just everywhere. It was everywhere and it didn't need to be. And it just, I don't know. Like, it, again, it's a visual feast for the eyes. It's always going to be when you're dealing with Ghibli Ghibli. But it can only save it for so much. And it's just, you know, it's fine. It, the movie was fine. It, there's nothing inherently bad about it, but there's nothing inherently great about it. It's fine. So that's my thoughts. Fine. Um, yeah, I think final thoughts on it are, you know what? If you got nothing else to do but waste your two hours before a flight, watch it. Um, it if you're a diehard fan of this studio, I'm sorry. This is not their best showing. But, but if you ever want to see someone weaponize their ball sack... Uh, this is the movie for you. Boy, oh, yeah, boy, oh, boy. Do we have one for you to watch? So, so next we are going to watch Poco Rosso, which is fantastically amazing. Um, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. If you have suggestions on what we should watch after Poco Rosso, send them our way by tweeting us at Bacaco Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we want to give a shout out to Akano for our SoundCloud on on SoundCloud for our intro. Those are hard sentences to say. And uh, until next time, have fun. Have a great day. And you guys can keep massaging your toys. And we will. Thank you. Baka! Baka no.